you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger is my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger is my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my, death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. This is, you know what this is? This is local podcasting. It is. It is. It is. It's virtuous for that. No, that's true. We're preparing a bumper sticker. Absolutely. Local podcasting. It's fresher. It's healthier. It's more transparent. It's more natural. Yes, it is. You get to know your podcaster. I know that. None of those chemical additives or preservatives. Wow. No middleman to mark up the price. What's not to like? Has fewer podcast miles. <laughs> Remember, no podcast, no food. I, I can't promise you that there are no chemical additives in me, though. <laughs> So, the don't, bump, don't bumper un, stickers a lie. Don't undermine the efforts here. Okay. Okay. Well, we're back with uh, various breads and butters. This is episode XLVII, and uh, our hosts. Episode forty-seven. Episode forty-seven. We're here with Ben Brickhouse Cohen, Simon Tonev. You're going at it again. And Renan Fat Milk Dinser. You like that one, Renan? <laughs> oh, he likes that. Where's that from? I don't know. I just thought about it. Renan Fat Milk. What I want to know is who is that other voice on this microphone? Oh my gosh! Do you this, want? Do would you voice? like to introduce her so there's no nepotism here? Uh, yes, this is our guest on episode forty-seven of Various Breads and Butters, a professor, associate professor, yes. Jennifer Tallarico. Mm -hmm. Jen, your name has come up before in in the podcast. It's true. Yes. Should we Should we go That's, back to? Should, yeah. Should we go back to it? Let's Let's go back and do the harp and, thing. The, yeah. Yeah, let's go back and listen. Can let's anybody? go back in time, and we have to say it wistfully. Like, if we uh. just think back in time, maybe at some point. You have to say, is it really an NPR correspondent, or do we make the name up? Jennifer Tallarico. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> Ron, no. you say yes? Yeah. No, that, that is my wife. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's not an NPR correspondent. <laughs> Okay, and you heard that. <laughs> I think we can break this news now. We are, in fact, a couple. We have been for 15 years now. If mm -hmm. that's, I don't know if that surprises anybody. Mm -hmm. Different last names, so True. that throws people Both off. Both start with T? They do start they with do. T. Is that it, how you met? There was a line and you had to be in alphabetical order? No, but par but interestingly, we did meet because he he uh, pounced on me in graduate school and was not trying to literally. Be, no, I just want to inform the listeners. Not Figuratively. literally, Figuratively. but uh, one of his his initial gestures was to offer to take me to get my ID card. Not a euphemism. Literally, yeah, yeah. He was trying to be the helpful older graduate student to show me the ropes and help make sure I could get my ID. You're such a tool. <laughs> I'm a very helpful person. Could have been anybody, yeah. and I would have helped them because that's just how I am. I think the plan is just to follow the the standard path here and mm -hmm. have have Jen join us. I have a series of questions for her, but first, I yes. didn't, didn't want to pass up the uh, lessons learned segment. Oh yeah, that we're that we're known for. Yes, absolutely. I thought this is a lesson learned, although it could be could be a question too. But how did mango get to be the flavor of the season? That was also my dog's name. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the answer. It, are wait? Are you giving that as an answer or not? Did you buy your dog this season? Mango. Were you capitalizing on the trend? Is it a was it a frozen yogurt flavor? 
Can you verify at least? I'm I'm not making this up. Like mango everywhere. Wait, wait. What are we verifying? Are we verifying that Renan's dog's name is Mango? I believe. Or that mango I believe Renan. The, the I think, flavor yeah, of the season. I don't think we need to verify that. He's he's okay. always been very honest with us. Right. The flavor of the season and 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 you know like frozen yogurt drinks that kind of stuff. Yeah, smoothies. I mean, you'd have to check the price of mangoes, I suppose. Well, I had a mango. I don't know, a couple months ago, uh-huh. and just eating a mango really isn't so great. It's a little much, but adding the mango as a flavor to everything else it seems to seems to work. I it's actually, true. I'm the opposite. I actually like the mango better than the flavor of Are the mango. Are you just trying to create dramatic tension? I'm actually not. The only thing I don't like about the mango is when it gets stuck in your teeth, because I will go at it pretty hard, even around the pit, and man, those fibers. Not a euphemism, by the way. Nope. How is he as a flosser? Pretty good. Pretty diligent about the flossing. Every. Yeah, every night. Every night. I had a co-worker, I remember when I was first working, she would floss almost all day long in the office, just walking around flossing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's pretty healthy. pretty gross. That's not healthy. That needs to happen in a bathroom and only in a bathroom. I, I can picture her now walking down the hall flossing. She's probably got like, receded gums, I would think. Maybe so. Um, go ahead. What's what's the next lesson learned? Or uh, do you want to still talk about mango? Well, I, no, I feel like I just needed to make sure you weren't going to pounce on me for being wrong. So we'll count that as right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, the other thing you already we already talked about it is the correlation of restaurant status based on just seeing the menu outside the restaurant. I you have. don't need to go in the restaurant. Okay. It's a it's a litmus test. If you see a, a menu, on, you know, outside or on the window mm-hmm. or wherever, and it's laminated. Mm-hmm then that restaurant is going to have ESPN on TVs on their walls. Now, I've I've commented on this on our Twitter at some later date. You can find us. And I think I blew that entire theory out of the water when I brought up the, I, the issue of Greek diners. Greek diners, menus always laminated. And so far, I've not seen a Greek diner with ESPN on the wall. So... Based on this logic, I only need to provide one piece of evidence to prove you wrong. I don't think that's I, the case. I don't case. think that's the way that I think that's how it works. Work. Because yeah. you're saying that it always holds. Greek diners don't have it. I, thought I have I have one Greek diner that I know of. But you're saying it ho- it always holds that if there's a laminated menu, then there's ESPN. So doesn't he only need to provide one instance? No. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. You're the worst. I'm very confused. <laughs> I only need to prove my point based on my evidence. If you want to throw in counter evidence, I don't. I just don't believe it. What law school did you go to? DePaul. Okay. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> that was good. It's Chris Riddle's law school. <laughs> oh, he's not going to like this. Uh, Simon, I had a question for you, and, and Jen, I'd like your input on this. Okay. I have a sneaking suspicion that you've already spent a lot of time addressing the issue. Mm-hmm. But this is what I like to call the Friday-Sunday issue. This oh, is this is a great so much issue. Time. There's so much time. And you know what? The only person at this table that really hasn't heard this issue is Renan, our intrepid producer. And Renan, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Are you on nine? <laughs> Which day do you like better, Friday or Sunday? Friday, because Sunday Okay, okay. I don't, I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear why. But you know... Well, actually, I'll ask why. But let me just say, you just there's something about Friday that you like better than Sunday. Is that yeah. correct? Okay. And Simon? And, yes. Follow up. Uh, uh, if I ask you what day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? Yes. What would you say? I would say Friday. Jen? I would say Sunday. Ben? I would say Friday. Okay, so they got three Fridays and one Sunday. Now, Renan, you were, you were about to explain why you think that you like Friday better than Sunday. Go. Is this a quiz? No, I don't think it is. I think everybody's got their own It's more idea. like a Cosmo quiz. But nobody can like Saturday is the point. 
everybody likes Saturday. No, everybody like that. Yeah, I, I, I the, the, the question is which of those point. days do you prefer? It's an easy question, but I think it, it has, it has a lot of connotations from the answer to that. Yep. So, Renan, why do you like Friday better than Sunday? Because Sunday's the uh, homework day. Sunday's the homework day. So I, I for I, everyone, it's like, you know, the whole whole campus is synced up exactly. to do homework on the same day. That's the day you don't go to the library. Well, wait. So, so let me. This brings up an interesting point. We may need to refine the question for this particular population. So, do you have classes on Friday, Radon? I have a question. Oh, wait. He has a question for you the, can't before question the, question. the question. Wait, wait. Yeah. Do wait. Do Simon. Wait. Yes. Go ahead. Or Jen. Which mm-hmm. Which one of you read? Which one of you reads more books? Jen. I do. Jen does. <laughs> you, okay. didn't, you didn't think that was going to be the answer? Did no, you? no. <laughs> no. I, I, I asked that more. because that. Yeah. Is the pro- that is probably the reason why she likes Sunday Bear. Well, do you want to go through your explanation of yeah, sure. what defines a Friday um, person versus a, su- a Sunday person, Simon? I I believe. I thought you had a question. Oh yeah, you. Have a well, question. I go think ahead. my question will be elucidated yeah. by his explanation. All right. So he can explain wh- the difference between a Friday and Sunday person, and then I'll explain why I asked Renan whether he had classes on Friday. My explanation is that I believe that Friday people are more forward-looking. And I'm not saying that necessarily in a good way, but they look ahead. They don't necessarily live in the moment. So on Friday, that's a work day. You're actually at work. You're doing stuff. You're attending class, potentially. But you're looking forward to Saturday and Sunday. Whereas on Sunday, even though that's not an actual work day, even though you're not at work, you're looking ahead to Monday. So I believe that Friday people actually, they, they sort of look ahead to, they to, anticipate. to and anticipate pleasure, whereas Sunday people sort of live in that moment and sort mm-hmm. of enjoy the pleasure that, that, that they have there. Are we allowed alternative explanations? No, I, I no, don't you're agree. Not. You're not. Well, well and see, that's this too is, bad. It's my theory. This is why I asked if he had classes on Friday, Ron, because... I, I do. I do. Okay. And I do. You All know, right. I get... It's, well, have you had a semester where you only You're a professor at Lafayette. Do you teach at Fridays? I do not. Really? Renan, have you ever had a semester where you only had no. classes on Tuesday? Where you didn't have to do all that homework on Sunday because you didn't have class for two days? No. And no, I you... never I never had that situation. I don't think a lot of my friends like ever had that situation. Why are you waiting till Sunday to do your homework? <laughs> think that way. Ugh. This way. Okay. No, but... see, what I've, I answered that I was a Friday person, <laughs> mm-hmm. but for almost the opposite reason of what you said. Because I live in the past so much and I'm so nostalgic and mm-hmm. sentimental. You really are. I'm not being sarcastic. I know. So for me, Sunday is tough because I have to think, oh, the weekend's over. And I'm thinking about how everything's already gone and it's already done. And what did I, what happened? Where am I going? You know, how's it passed by so quickly? Yeah, that's tough. Remember where I used to be back on Friday? But on Friday, I don't have that issue because uh, the, the weekend isn't over yet. Yeah, but I think... And I I'm think not thinking about the prior weekend. So it's still, so the explanation for why you like Friday is still valid. Right? You're still looking forward to... The weekend and on Sunday, it's not so much that you're anticipating the week ahead, but you might be mourning the loss yeah. of the weekend. I think that's the, passed. the the verbiage is is important. It's not so much that I'm looking forward to the weekend as much as I appreciate the chance to not have to look back from the weekend. So you don't yet have regret. I don't yet have regret. Mm, that's that, that's uh, I can understand that. Plus Friday, mm-hmm. I mean, I I agree with you. Like it's it's even if it's a work day, it's it's different. Thurs, Thursday feels like the end of the week. And Friday's a, a, a bonus day, but it's not a weekend. 
It's, it lives in another world. I was actually going to say, I've as I've gotten older, I've become even a Thursday person because Thursday is <laughs> now my favorite day because I look forward to Friday because I'm looking forward to the weekend. I agree, I, actually. I think I'm end, I'm going to end up swinging back, back to Sunday <laughs> only because I'm like, oh, I can't wait till it's next Friday. God, how beautiful would that be? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I it, it, it does feel like I'm looking ahead. But the point of all this is I think I can ask a very simple question, Friday versus Sunday, and I could probably understand a lot of things about the person just by knowing the answer to that pretty mm-hmm. good quick personality test yeah but i don't I think we're i don't think we're making good use of our guests i don't think we are either jt department of psychology psychology versus psychiatry yeah you're not psychiatry psychiatry is a medical subdiscipline, and psychology is an academic discipline and how does that make you feel how why is not <laughs> why is not medical academic well it is but so to practice psychiatry, you actually need to go to medical school and obtain a medical degree like you would in order to practice. License you know, to operate on humans? Correct. Surgery or, or OBGYN or, you know, dermatology. Or, License to kill? <laughs> that's, that's a whole different school. That's James Bond. So yes. there's actually other further subdisciplines. The, the more uh, troublesome confusion is not between psychiatry and psychology, but it's the confusion you're evidencing now, which is the difference between Ooh. experimental psychology and clinical or counseling psychology. Does this come up in department meetings? No. Another student thought we were psychiatrists? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're pretty good about disabusing students of that notion. It comes up on planes a lot. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. This is, this is the, um, don't, don't I'd say eight out of ten times I sit down on an airplane with somebody, you know, you make the polite conversation. Oh, what do you do? Uh, what do you, you know? Usually I lead with professor because if I don't and I say a psychologist, they assume, oh, oh, you're going to start analyzing me. I hear that. Don't you don't lie on planes? Well, <laughs> don't you make up I scenarios? Maybe I should start. That's I a, haven't that's yet. A, that's a great example of small talk. Jen, uh, do you do you have lecture style classes? Some. Are these it's big classes? Mix. Like 100 people? No, I don't teach the big 100 people classes here at Lafayette. My classes are usually between 30 to 50 or 20. Now, in this in these classes, Simon has not been interested in helping me figure this out. Nope. Hmm? This happens in office hours. This happens in my classes. I usually teach smaller seminar-style ones, so I don't have big lectures, but I have in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've never figured out how to deal with the overly agreeable nodders, the people who are agreeing yeah. with everything you're saying. And you want to feel like that's very encouraging. You feel great about it. And you're talking mm-hmm. about something and they're nodding. Yeah, yeah. And they're writing it down and they're giving you good positive feedback. And a lot of times I feel like um, they're they're like pre-agreeing. They're nodding before I've even said it. So I, I yeah. kind of catch them. Like you don't really agree with me. You just are nodding your head. Can you can you yeah. understand who's, whose handwriting it is from the uh, evaluation papers? Wait, is this, is this just a separate question? Yeah, but like wow. kind of similar. Okay. You know, like he said, evaluating and stuff like that. And We're going like, to have to put a big pause and post on this one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no. it's related. Yeah, where do, where do so we want to You're judging start now? students. I don't, I don't, I can't say that I can identify students. I, I can't say that I have sought to identify a student's handwriting from an evaluation. I would agree with that. I would, I would guess that it would be possible. I feel like it's much more likely that I would know who the student was from their comments and their tone. That's yeah. that's far more likely than from their handwriting. So you don't need to type up your student evaluations anymore, Renan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, but really, when I'm when I'm reading comments, I'm uh, I, maybe this is not true for you, uh, Ben. I'd be interested, but uh, I'm more interested in 
patterns or general trends then every once in a while a student will have a specific comment that is particularly helpful but generally you know i'm not paying attention to the specific overall like or or trying Mm -hmm. to discern who said what or why or you know what their motivation was or anything like that it's it's looking for general patterns i'm not in agreement okay well, I can tell you one thing. Evaluations I cannot find are at all correlated with the amount of agreement that people give me by nodding their heads whenever yeah. I'm speaking in class. No, but I, I have to say I I generally you don't appreciate seem annoyed by it. I don't. I, I appreciate it. I think it's a I attribute it to a sort of tick of active listening. It's more for them. I don't I don't attribute it to agreement per se as much as yes, I'm engaged, I'm following. Yeah. Um you I know mean, I would like that to be the case, but I guess I find some students who are they give me the feeling they're confirming, they're letting me know that I was right. Oh, yeah. See, I don't attribute that at all. I feel like that, like, I'll get that. They were like, yes, that what they're verifying for me. They're not like, it's not that they're learning. It's that they're checking off like, yep, that was true. That was true. Yep, two plus okay. two is that four. Was, Got that it. was true. Yep. Well, you, I mean, is it possible they know more than you? It's quite possible. No, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. Renan, are you... Do. Are you following this? Do you do you nod? Do you. Uh... I feel like I do that when the general topic of discussion is of interest. It must be different. Like in a yeah. CS class, what what would you be nodding to agree with? Uh, I had a semicolon oh. at the end of the line. <laughs> Sometimes there are like awkward times when um, student wait, behavior wait, and awkward what is periods not... in a computer science class. Yeah. Ooh. Like like this one. No. <laughs> like for example, when. Um, when we're talking about torrenting, right? Like we, we in, in our networks class, we were like, oh, you know, torrenting works that way and that way. And then like the professor's going over the, you know, de- you know not the details, but like going over it. And it's funny that we all know exactly how it works mm-hmm. and what we use it for. How long, mm-hmm. uh, Simon, point of reference for us in Gen 2, how long should we let this go on before I say, what is torrenting? Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Ben, Ben wasn't nodding his head while he you were talking, Renan. Yeah. Do you, Renan? Would you like to explain in very basic terms what the idea of is this like torrent? Like just you can download eagerly thing. You can download things that are copyrighted. Okay, I knew what that was. <laughs> so many things we're learning here on this I podcast. I know the, the things I've learned are they're today lessons learned thing. For, uh, is the new Friendster update is... out yet? I would hope so. <laughs> I just, there was a pop-up Did you, did you use Friendster when Friendster was a thing? No. No. I think I might have. MySpace? Did I tell you my no. horrible... ICQ? Social phobia I used through Friendster? No. It, it was, it's like, I just remember, no, I never used it, but I remember it was like LinkedIn where you just, I just kept getting emails from people who had mm-hmm. it. And um, this was unfortunate and unintentional, but I had a, a friend who, it, it kept updating and her profile picture was her eating Chinese food. So then when I finally started like a couple years later... Yeah. Um, I, I said, oh, hey, uh, are you still eating chi- Chinese? And she looked at me with a quizzical look. And apparently in the two years since I had yes. seen her, she had explored her sexuality more than I knew. And she had just broken up with a Chinese girlfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to have to put an explicit on this wow. podcast. Yeah, It was completely innocent, so I don't feel yeah. bad telling it. Wow. But it wow. did not. I, wow. I actually, I have, speaking of that, I've. I, before I was uh, married or dating, I went on... This is about your first wife? No, I went on internet internet dating sites. And because I, you know, but this was when they first started. This was before Match.com. And I remember the, the one I chose to go on, because there weren't many, was AmericanSingles.com. 
and in my profile I said I thought this was a site about cheese <laughs> oddly he was still single when I met him years I later never got anybody interested in me but I think that's still funny <laughs> it is funny Your area of expertise. Yes. Uh, we've established that you are not a psychiatrist. Correct. And I think I know how that makes you feel. Good. But what is your area of expertise? Beyond just saying memory. Okay, so I am a cognitive psychologist who specializes in memory. And more specifically, I study what's called autobiographical memory, which is memory for personally experienced events. So everything from what you had for dinner tonight to your childhood memories to are you a hired like consultant for a lot of documentaries i should be but i'm not so the other problem though is why would you be called on to comment on inside out but not still alice well so much like what we were talking about before where there's the distinction between like experimental psychology and clinical and counseling psychology the big difference experimental psychologists do study sort of healthy processing healthy normal adults if i can use that word and clinical counseling is more People are having difficulties, problems, concerns. What do I find right? this in the DSM-5? Well, the DSM-5 would be your diagnostic manual for diagnosing problems, issues, concerns. And so it would, you know, a neuropsychologist, uh, somebody, a clinical counseling psychologist would be particularly interested in memory disorders more so than would I would be personally. So I'm interested in how normal healthy functioning to so that you have something to contrast with disordered remembering. Example. <laughs> so how can you, um, you know, many people complain as they get older, oh, I'm losing my memory, I can't remember where I put my keys, I can't, you know, remember what I did. Had that happened yesterday. in Still Alice. Okay. And so Didn't how, happen in Inside Out. Yes. No, she was very young. So many people become worried as to whether or not they're developing dementia, as happened in Still Alice. Still Alice. Right. And so it's important to understand what level of memory problems are sort of typical and expected and what are what's the line to you know at which point you need to be concerned i have a question simon's raising his hand i have a question yes ben did you cry more at still alice or inside out inside out by leaps and bounds really wow yeah you wouldn't think so <laughs> why wouldn't you think so i don't know still alice is super sad it is super sad but it's not a tearjerker Inside Out is carefully placed tear-jerking manipulation. I didn't. I, I did not yeah, cry one drop not, at not Inside yeah. Out. And how many kids do you two have? Oh, that, <laughs> that would, would be, be a zero. Be a big zero. Yeah, 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 that'd be a goose egg. That's probably why I'm seeing what you're saying now. <laughs> but you did grow up. I did. I she, did. I, and, That's true. I was eleven once, and and I might get you know slightly sad when she, I think about but that. But she's now. also a Sunday person, Ben. So <laughs> you have to understand. Yeah. Call back. Do I get to play one of the famous various breads and butters quizzes? Maybe a game? Nothing? So today's quiz, Jen. Yes. Name a, a feature film that presents an academic properly. I can't. I have yet to see one. And Woody Allen would probably be the worst offender of, I don't know who these academics are that he thinks. I don't know, but I, I told Simon this earlier, but I watched Mark Maron's show on IFC and it was okay. Future guest. Friend Future of the guest, show. friend of the show. Love the podcast. Like his stand up. You know, tried to get behind the show. It was pretty good. A little uneven. Fine. And I just watched the, I don't know if it's the most recent episode, but the most recent episode I saw had, you know, the storyline. He went to visit an old friend of his from college who was an academic, and it had every single cliche 
about academics in mass media portrayals and it was terrible and I hated it and I stopped the season record d- on my DVR. That was the last yeah, time. I approve. It was that bad. In fact, you've um one of the ones you hated was was not just academics but specifically psychology was oh, the the movie The 5 Year Engagement. That t- hit every single one of my buttons and just shit all over them. I don't know if we can swear I, on this podcast, but we'll, we'll bleep it out. Bleep yeah, it we out. can bleep that out. It, it, or put harp harp yeah. sounds over it. It, yeah. it screwed that up movie, academia. But I'm forgetting it screwed it... up psychology, academic psychology. It screwed up Ann Arbor. It tried to say Ann Arbor, Michigan was this like wasteland of like cultural and and culinary wasteland. It screwed up everything. It was and I love many of the people involved in that film and everything about that movie was terrible. Have you seen the movie Liberal Arts? No. Um, was that was that with um, Josh Radner? Yeah, yeah, I think I saw part of that. It's it must be like it's supposed to be Oberlin or yeah. Um, you, you know, we saw we the, um, one of the movies we saw Orange County. Oh yeah, with, that's another terrible Colin example. Hanks was also would also portrayed um, academics just in. I mean, I mean a lot. I think I think a lot of the movies. What 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 upsets me is that if they just had consulted for like a half an hour. Yeah, why do they academic. consider that's just, you anticipated my question is yeah. why is it that they get consultants for any other thing? I know. And any other movie. I know. And they I can't they never do I don't know where they come this idea of what academics are. Because everybody well, because, has professors. Yeah, and I also think if you if you pay attention, they're almost always, almost always English professors. Yeah. Because all of the screenwriters were English majors and so they have this romantic small r romantic ideal of like what it is to be a professor with the (laughs) elbow patches and the reading and the sleeping with your graduate students and all this drama and intrigue and it's just it's horrible yeah you're right it's so that's startling that that's that's what students think professors lives are like potentially i think i think what we're saying is that if you're a movie producer and you're listening to this podcast Mm-hmm. We are available to consult, and we will make your movie better, more realistic. Yeah, and um, it's not hard. It's little things like one of my the the things I remember from five year engagement. So the one of the lead characters is applying to graduate school, and she is waiting for an envelope in the mail as to whether or not she got into graduate school. And it's like you know she does the like happy dance of getting in because she gets the envelope. It's a thick envelope. Which yeah, is, yeah, which is very undergraduate, which is exactly. that's a typical undergraduate. And, you know, and she had no idea who she would be working with or what she would be doing or where she would be going or, yeah. <laughs> it, which is, again, a very, very simple thing. She all, all that is is changing a line from she receives an envelope to she receives a phone call. Let me take a step back. Let me make, be, be devil's advocate here. So, yes, they are taking creative license with doing certain things. Now, Renan, you're a computer scientist. How many um, really good uh, hacker movies that are real realistic have you seen? There's a there's a website dedicated to a fake code, like you know, like people run through mm-hmm. their screens and, like, and they do it really appear, quickly. Appear mm-hmm. type, yeah, they take screenshots and then like yep. they look at what it is, and it's so funny. Can yeah. I tell you my favorite example of how awful that is? Mm-hmm. And it was probably intended to be awful, so this isn't fair, but. Um, I love in Ace Ventura when he's got the guy who tracks all the dolphins, mm-hmm. and he just calls it up on the screen. Have you, do you? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got all my fishies here, and he calls, hey, sure, Ace, I can find it. We're missing two here, and he just like do do do, you know, hits the keyboard and mm-hmm. up pops, pops like a, zoom in and hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was so long ago that it was just like green 
the sc- the screen it was terminals. a whole monitor like yeah. a green terminal but just that he was monitoring all these dolphins and he and uh, Ace Ventura asks him a question and then he like chops in something on the keyboard and it calls up another screen because he knows exactly where it is yeah there's a, there's a lot of typing to get from one screen to another so yeah. is the point you're making that we recognize that um, academics are so so poorly portrayed in movies because we are academics but yeah. perhaps every profession is I think that's I probably think that's the case probably it. but they do have consultants but for other ones that's true like for science and like medicine and stuff like that okay well we should probably we should probably wrap we it should up. probably wrap it up right now we'd like to thank our guest for the episode 47 Jennifer Tallarico thanks for having me thank um, you Jen um, so remind our, our listeners that they can email us yes they can email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com they can follow mm-hmm. us at some later date what kind of things can they email to us oh they can email us ideas because we are plumb out of them quiz ideas quiz mm-hmm. ideas definitely questions for our guests uh, guest um, ideas who do who would you like to be a guest and it, it can even be you mm-hmm. we you can self nominate self nominate that's fine that's how Jen got here. Are you open to yes. uh, having student guests? I feel like that would be an interesting experience. I think, I think we are open I to think it. we are. I think we're done. Now we can take the headphones take, off. Take the headphones Thanks, off. Guys. Headphones going off. Headphones off. Saturday away. Sunday always comes too late. Friday never has a day. I don't care if Monday's black. What do people do to distract themselves when they're bored in class? Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be, be confessing this in public, but um, I have horrible memories of, uh, I took a really, really boring class in college, and I used to uh, tear the crossword puzzle out of the school newspaper, and I would do that because I, in my head sneeze? at the time, I thought, well, it'll look like I'm taking notes, oh, you know, because oh. I'll just have this one little crossword puzzle in the page, and now, being on the other side of the room, that guy totally knew I was filling up, I feel so guilty about I mean, it. We're going to have to edit that in post, yeah. <laughs> or you're going to have to edit that in post. Monday you can call you